What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. And if you want even more guitar content, be sure to check out axesandblades.com. So it's that time of year now, heading towards the end of the year, that time of year for nope, not gift giving, not peace and goodwill to all men. It's that time for end of year lists, obviously. I'm not going to bore you with my own, although I might do if the the season strikes me, if the feeling of the season strikes me, if I get into the seasonal spirit, I might give my end of year list for something. We did already talk through the end of year list for the best high-end guitars. It was on guitar.com. That was a cool one. Uh, it was great to see what they had on there, which I just thought was a really cool list of guitars, to be honest, to bring together. So it didn't even bother me too much about who was winning or, you know, how people would vote or anything like that. It was just the reason I talked about it was because it was quite a cool collection of stuff that came out this year to go over, which actually, to be honest, is why the lists are useful. You find out about some cool stuff. And that's exactly why I want to go over another list today. Um, today, Music Radar just put out their list of the best free VST plugins for this year. So we've talked a couple of times about recording on here because I'm a big fan of um, recording guitar, even at a, the most amateur of levels, such as definitely put myself in that category, but um, how useful recording guitar is and I think how beneficial it can be and as well as how fun it is. And I know a lot of people listening anyway will be into recording at all kinds of levels um, and for all kinds of reasons, whether it's just to capture ideas or to play with putting ideas together or whether it's producing their own albums or whether they spend time in studios. I know people are kind of into recording and there's a lot of crossover with guitar. Um, in particular, this list interests me because as I've talked about several times in this podcast, I'm really up for encouraging people to get into recording at all levels of budget, um, doing stuff, getting a hold of as much as you can for free, borrow, beg, don't steal. Um, and you know really get what you can through free software and stuff and i've done several podcast episodes that you can go and check out on this podcast about different ideas for setups at every single budget including super cheap some little hidden bits of gear that are kind of one-stop shops for recordings cool apps uh things that you can get either free or super cheap to get into start recording and a lot of those things are also uh super simple or even if uh, they could be part of a more complex setup, just knowing about that one thing, I think can make the world of recording a lot less scary. I think for me, not just budget constraints, but also obviously budget constraints are kind of out of your control, but sometimes self-imposed knowledge constraints can kind of help getting into the world of recording. Um, I feel like that uh, the amount of resources out there, for example, like YouTube videos to help with recording equipment and getting into it are absolutely amazing. Um, and you should go check them out, especially look at the beginner focus stuff. But one of the worst things you can do, I think, with that content is dive in at the deep end and just spend several hours watching a bunch of that content or listening to a bunch of podcasts just about recording that go over so many different things. And it makes this already obviously enormous and uh, incredibly deep world with so many possibilities in it seem even more scary and vast and incomprehensible. And, and, and you kind of get put off, you, you know. I'm looking at a screen right now that, that has a picture that has around the list that I'm going to be going through. There is a advert for Cubase and it has this picture of an enormous screen in a studio with five billion different sliders on it. You know, as many different channels on the mixer as there are stars in the universe, it seems. And I feel like 
that seems fine to me now. But when you're first starting out or you're trying to get into this and you're not keen about it, um, there are many, many barriers to entries with this. And I feel like a picture like that was enough to give me some kind of nightmare. Um, just horrible. It doesn't look fun now either, to be honest. <laughs> I still like keeping things stripped back as well as on a tight budget with recording because option paralysis is a thing that stops me from progressing when there's too many options constraints can be very creative and also just i did not get trained in any way in any of this stuff and so therefore um seeing all of it happen at once in the full range of a professional studio environment um just makes me feel like i can't do it because to be fair that i couldn't do if you just sat me down in a big studio i would not know what the hell was going on um probably a terrible idea to ever put me there i'd probably just start immediately break down and just scream cry at the console until you wheeled me out of there um because it would be too terrifying a sight to see one of those things there's too many buttons on it and i don't want it but having said all of that um you know if you're learning all of that stuff if you're in an environment where you can learn that stuff amazing i would absolutely love to um once i got past the scream crying i would love for someone to calm me down and then teach me gradually how it worked until it was less scary but um i like to keep things simple even um getting been getting to grips with these things for a while um and definitely was not into it for a whole bunch of reasons i could go into as well but i think definitely one of them was it seemed kind of scary so having these few choices of a small range of things to get you started i find great so we've covered a few different things and now i thought well if we're talking about recording and I've talked about a bunch of different little setups, why not carry that on a bit further by talking about some plugins because these are free plugins and a great place to start is someone with a ton more knowledge of me who's uh, a website like Music Radar that's tried a, a billion different plugins and things throughout the year having a nice little reduced list like this. Again, these things like this help it seem a lot less scary. If you just go and bring up 50 tabs with all these different lists of plugins, it's you start to get an idea of how vast the world is it's like i don't know looking into the eyes of a i don't know multi-dimensional being and your brain melts or something it's 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 i don't know maybe this is just me maybe other people just go oh that's interesting there's a lot of options for me i just go this is overwhelming and i want to cry um just give me it makes me want to go and buy like a like a Fender Pro Junior that just has two knobs on it and never use anything ever again and just be like, that's it. I have these two controls. I have whatever, like volume and tone, and that's all I have. And no one can ever tell me that anything else exists because the world is too big and scary. But I thought that to counteract that, as well as all the previous podcasts, again, if you're interested in getting into recording uh, any budget, if you're looking for some specific suggestions of little ways, little products that little free bits of software that can get you started without being massive and overwhelming and intended for specifically the professional level as well as some professional options that are cheap or free go and check out the previous podcast that i have on this podcast previous episodes about recording so i thought if you've just got started if everyone's always talking about plugins what plugins you need what plugins and you've done what i've done what i just described open a bunch of tabs of all these different plugins that are recommended and oh my goodness there's just a million things well i thought why not give you a few selections from this very small music radar selection and then you're not just hearing it from me some idiot it's from a much more reliable source music radar but uh between them and then me we've slimmed it down to just a couple of suggestions these are great things to try throw these into your budget cheap or even 
super expensive setup and this can just be the way to start remember there's a bunch of people you'll find online who are in big studios who are working at all kinds of levels who will tell you for certain things there's like a plug-in or, or a piece of hardware or whatever that they've had forever and is pretty cheap or it's free and for some reason they just love that the amount of times i've seen that looking at you know tutorials and advice videos for for recording stuff because again i need all the help in the world with this stuff um it's far too complicated for someone with a brain as small as mine uh, it really is it's <laughs> i'm my brain be too smooth for the world of recording it's just too much um <laughs> and so I, I watch a lot of these videos and things and when i'm when i'm trying to learn and trying to improve stuff and uh, the amount of times I've seen that happen where someone has all this complicated stuff and all this setup, but for a bunch of things in particular, like it might be their go-to for adding reverb to acoustic guitar, it might be their go-to for compression on drums or whatever it is, there's some free plugin or some like super simple setup they have where they're like, oh, I just use this, I use this for everything. It doesn't matter what the budget is, what's available to me, I just use this, it's great. Super easy, super simple. So even people who are at the very highest levels love stuff that's simple, accessible, makes sense and does an amazing job just right there because at the end of the day they don't even if they're even if it's their job or even especially when it's your job you don't want to be sitting there for 10 weeks trying to work out what compressor to use um you know and at the end just going yeah they basically all do a decent job i'll probably go for this one um so really for even if you do have all the knowledge in the galaxy about recording so many people at that level obviously they have a big range of knowledge they go to that's so helpful that's so useful there's so many things they can do um and so much knowledge to draw on to make things better but at the end in certain things they still come back to something that is free and simple and the other thing to remember is there's a lot of videos on youtube of you know so and so who's an amazing musician uses a super cheap rig so and so who's an amazing producer uses only this plugin or only free plugins and they make something that sounds amazing you can do amazing things with all the things on this list all the plugins on this list in my previous episodes all of the little kind of entry into recording into recording guitar things we talked about there's someone out there making very impressive stuff with those things it's just about practice and getting to know them so uh even if you never want to venture into the crazy scary world of the deep pool <laughs> as it seems it's not too scary really but of uh, all this software and everything you might never need to you can just if you find that you use these simple tools that i talked about before and these on here sometimes that's all you need and that includes some people who have gone out there and explored the recording galaxy so i've blabbed on for long enough there but i think it's interesting to put this into some kind of context but let's just pull out a few of these plugins they can work as suggestions for you or just hope maybe even make things a little bit less crazy and overwhelming in the world of plugins or just give you a fun thing to play with over the coming months if you're at home like so many of us are or just with the holiday um, season here if you've got days off work if you're if you're at home for whatever reason in this crazy stupid year um, it's a new toy to play with even if you are a plug-in master so anyway the uh, music radar list I'm pulling off will also be in the description of this podcast and it will also be um, um, easy to find enough if you just google it so anyway this is from musicradar.com's list of the best free vst plugins 2020 i'm just going to skip and talk about the more guitar relevant ones there's synth stuff and drum machine stuff on here if you're into that hey cool stuff to also play around with and throw in with your guitar music we've been talking on here about guitar music 
becoming more of a term that is not genre specific that was in a recent episode um so hey why not throw in some synth and some drum machines absolutely but we're going to focus on the ones that are perhaps more guitar obviously guitar pertinent so the first one is best free reverb plugin of 2020 according to musicradar.com best free reverb plugin and it is the tal t-a-l reverb 4 um nice simple layout on this plugin um i think the free reverb is a really useful thing to have for me in particular uh, i always miss it when i have acoustic guitar and i don't find that stock plugins in a lot of programs really do what i want to on acoustic guitar i think some of them are more aimed towards vocals and i feel like playing around with it on that stuff i've got better results but as a again i'm speaking very much from the beginner level here but i kind of feel like i've got music radar again they're the ex that's the expertise in here and uh, i'm throwing a bit of beginning or beginner's um perspective on it if you like i'm filtering it through that and hopefully that's useful for some of you but yeah i found stock plugins i don't really like them a lot of the time applied to acoustic guitar i feel like they either do not really enough where it gives it this sort of measly bit of reverb or sometimes they're very useful for putting a really cavernous reverb on an acoustic guitar um if you want some big like early chelsea wolf stuff style like it sounds like you're in a cave and you've got this massive wash on your acoustic i found that some of the stock plugins can do well on that but i've always found that i need to go to something else and if you look up uh, you know best plugin reverb plugins for acoustic guitar uh yeah you know unsurprisingly a lot of them are the kind of more you know like more expensive ones or, or kind of premium ones and stuff or come packaged with a bunch of other stuff um and I kind of like start to go down the rabbit hole a bit and then just get very disinterested because like, to be honest, like I'm alluding to a lot here, spending a bunch of time on software and stuff is not really what I want to do. I'd rather be playing guitar. Um, and so anything that makes this simple, like this list is great for me. And so it's great to have a suggestion here of a really good reverb. Um, it can do crazy ambient stuff, this, and as well as tighter stuff, Um it's got a kind of more retro style plate reverb on there. Um, basically, it's very malleable, which is really good because, like I say, that means that when I'm trying to get an acoustic guitar going, I want some reverb on there. That's great. Um, you know, I don't have a bunch of expensive mics, which are useful when getting the beautiful lush sound of an acoustic guitar and trying to get it to sound as rich and as full when it's been recorded as it does in the room with you and that can be quite a frustrating process um, and there's a lot of trial and error involved and i found really dialing in a nice reverb that um that that's just working on capturing that in-room sound and, and and getting the lush realistic kind of in-room sound um is super useful and this also has the flexibility the tal reverb tal reverb 4 has the flexibility that you can also do some more modulated elements and uh, some more cavernous stuff as well so a really useful thing to have and of course you can apply it to a bunch of stuff reverb you can apply it to a bunch of stuff uh it can be a bit of a beginner's pitfall to just throw a bunch of reverb on everything because it kind of if not covers mistakes like fill space that you're not that, that it's very hard to do when you're beginning to fill the kind of um the, the space in terms of sound and and to get things sounding three-dimensional on his reverb kind of covers that up and feels things a little bit you don't want to end up into that pitfall but having a really good reverb is a really great way when you're working with with your budget set up to make sure that stuff actually does sound good so there's a middle ground um it's not just like you should be able to do everything without any good reverb um but you should also maybe not go to the extreme of 
uh, plaster over everything with lots of reverb unless hey you're going for a big reverb sound then you could do that but again that's not about plastering over that's about adding to what's already good you've got a solid base for your sound but you feel like it's missing the in-room vibe a really good reverb helps with that so that's the best free reverb plugin to go with that we also have the best free delay plugin according to music radar from this year is the valhalla dsp supermassive as you can guess from the name, you can get something very massive stuff on this, um, which is great if you're wanting to do some ambient stuff. This th- There's useful things in here, but um, obviously we know that delay can be useful for a whole bunch of stuff. And again, if you're working on a mix and your guitar in a mix, this is obviously useful for a bunch of things, not just for uh, guitars. And guitar, obviously, I know that a lot of the time we just find better results when we work with our gear, our guitar gear. We know how to dial in a pedal. If you've got a delay pedal, that's great. But I find having a delay kind of um, plug-in in there can be really useful. There's sometimes where you're wanting to create a certain vibe or certain sound, whether it's, for example, more ambient on a section of a track and things get too gear-heavy or a bit too washed out or with a bit too many elements thrown into the pot, a few too many ingredients when you start to do that, how you might do it in the real world with stacking a bunch of pedals and things. It can work great for a specifically ambient track, but sometimes... If you're just wanting an ambient element within the music, um, sometimes some of the plugin stuff can work well, especially if you've already tracked and then you're mixing parts together and you realize, yeah, this the guitar in is perfect and what's on there is perfect. It's just some element of this track, whether it's the guitar or something else, needs something else built out of it. But obviously this uh, delay plugin can be used for a whole um, lot of things. It's a stereo multi-mode delay, so um, it can create quite an array of different of different results here um which is great including like if you want to create some crazy you know some crazy ambient tracks or ambient elements like i say these kind of things can can help so definitely worth taking a look at again if it's just the world of plugins is crazy what delay plugin would i ever get where do i even start here you go there's one to go try out um next up is a is the best free eq plugin ignite amps PTEQX um, got a lot of controls, got a lot of usability. Um, EQ is incredibly important to have. I find I might um, just say isn't here. Whereas with the other two, I feel like delay and reverb. I feel like I want to go to other plugins. I actually feel like I've had a decent amount of like starting out, not necessarily forever, but starting out with the EQ plugins that come with. Uh, software like Reaper, for example, uh, I feel like you can do a lot with those and it's a great place to learn. Um, this EQ is also a particular type of EQ called the Pultec EQ, which is like um, lots of plugins are of that style. Um, basically, like it's 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 emulating a piece of hardware and a lot of a lot of plugins will emulate this this type of um, this type of thing and yeah basically it's it's sought after so to have a free version of this is really cool um to get the most out of it possibly requires a bunch of extra uh, uh, and more in-depth knowledge of this type of eq most useful form what you could do with it however um like quite a lot of the hardware-based uh eqs i actually really enjoyed the layout of them more than the other eqs um even if you don't have a regard or an understanding of the hardware that's based on, which I basically never do, um, not being a studio guy or anything, um, I find that the layouts of these as a beginner are actually super great stuff that's based on hardware units. You want to be careful because sometimes they're based on hardware units for really specific reasons, like, oh, that hardware 
was used for this one thing and it's great for that and it's not really like a quote-unquote just straight up normal EQ or straight up normal compressor it's it's revered and wanted for doing a specific thing and that's why someone's emulated it in a plugin although here this EQ definitely has the range to do a bunch of things um that is something to watch out for with hardware but if you can find a uh, a plugin that's based on hardware and has this layout where it's made to look like the piece of hardware so the front panel of a of something that goes in a rack in the studio with the dials on the front that layout to me is super clear so if you can find compressors and eqs based on those things sometimes that can solve the problem of you're faced with something that looks like software and that can be a barrier to entry it's it's things are hidden within menus if you don't like that if you prefer using a normal a quote unquote, normal guitar amp you don't like the idea of surfing through menus on an axe effects or a helix or you you do that sometimes but you find man it's so much easier so much quicker to access things if i just have a top panel of controls sometimes plugins based on hardware i find can be really enjoyable and um easy to use straight straight away for that reason so getting an eq based on that there's lots of them um based on a piece of hardware could be good for that reason um again this is a very popular kind of emulation so um this one in particular can still be a good place to start for that reason um it has a bunch of different kind of uh, options in here, like it's models uh, of of the best known hardware effects from this brand. So that's cool because it gives you a bunch of different options. But um, really, that's why I wanted to highlight it. And I, I enjoyed seeing it on this list is I think that getting an EQ, again, the software ones, sometimes I just didn't enjoy the layouts and the kind of stuff going through menus and things and the kind of displays of some of them. Um, even though once I got to grips with them, I found that the desired effects were actually definitely there and that i could sculpt sound in the way i wanted to uh some of the layouts i didn't find that attractive and enjoyable as a beginner so this being based on a hardware unit and having that layout can definitely help in some ways um in other ways i think some of the stock eq plugins that usually come for free with something like reaper like i said can be um once you once you are used to them and if you just find them easy to use straight away then they're for sure they're not hard to use it's not that they're hard i just didn't find them as attractive and enjoyable to get into being a dumb guitarist who's used to just like oh I turn this knob and it does this and i turn this knob this way and it does this you know the dumb dumb guitar brain it was kind of nicer not necessarily having that layout but once they're very easy to use um so sometimes the stock ones are better but here is an eq suggestion from music radar anyway and it's free so what can you lose right um the other one i want to point out um again everything i just said for eq uh in terms of the beginner perspective i feel applies to compressor as well um so many compressors out there again some of the built-in ones are a great place to start depending on your software um here's a great one if you're just like where do i start i need a compressor but where would i start best free compressor plugin of the year according to musicradar.com the audio damage rough rider three um now the rough rider uh this is the it says number three but the uh rough rider is something that is basically like one of the most downloaded um kind of pieces of freeware really like it in in the world of free plugins this one is definitely a go-to that people grab a lot because everyone's like i need a compressor oh this one's free and it definitely is highly regarded hence it being on this list um in terms of a place to start with i need a place to start with a compressor i need one i don't want to spend a bunch of money i don't really know if i'm into this whole plugins thing yet i don't know if this is the way i want to go i'm just getting started 
Rough Rider 3, you can't really go wrong. Has a bunch of added features and things that you can get into once you deep dive a little bit more. Uh, but really, the, the the top thing is that this doesn't add any nasty kind of character to stuff. Sometimes you add compression and you just kind of want it to do compression things in the way it adds a certain flavor or characterize or kind of character or color to your music or your track can sometimes be off-putting to some people um and, and generally people regard this one as having a nice kind of character to it in the way that it that it that it works and it's easy to use and people find it easy to get to grips with so compressor important there you go this last one i want to talk about is the best free distortion plugin i think this is an interesting one because really you as a guitarist we kind of feel we, we've kind of got our distortion usually sorted we feel like whether you're recording by micing up an amp whether your amp has some kind of a cab simulation on it whether you're using uh already in plug-in formal or some for example some kind of amp simulation software maybe using positive grid bias effects something like that however you're recording your guitar um we kind of feel like if we want distortion we have our normal quote-unquote normal guitar things right we've got pedals we've got the amp that we're using we've got the amp software that we're using we've got something um so why would we need a distortion plugin well a few different reasons first of all distortion plugins there's a lot of reasons if you're making mixes it can be useful um sometimes you add distortion effects or the saturation effects to a bunch of different elements. You can sometimes add it to vocals for some things. I've seen a bunch of really knowledgeable producers add them to drums because um, like a small amount of gain, especially if you're using program drums, can add some character back in um, to certain elements of drums, uh, recorded drums. It can add a certain touch of um, in-the-room character um, that might get missed um, from the recording from when you listen back to the drums you've got them recorded you might feel like there's a certain edge um and a certain character missing and sometimes adding some saturation or distortion from a plugin can be a thing that i've seen people do to get a more authentic raw hard hitting drum sound for example so there's a bunch of cool things that really knowledgeable producers do with a distortion plugin but i find having a distortion plugin can be super useful when working with amp sim stuff because if you're working with modeling and amp simulation obviously if you've got something like an axe effects we all know that i'm not going to argue with all the artists around the world who talk about how incredible it sounds and and you can just go online and see all the amazing sounds from it but seeing as we're talking about free plugins here i would guess we're talking about budget stuff and for me using cheaper setups um inexpensive amp simulation stuff less expensive amp modeling stuff um what can what we feel can let us down quite a lot are the clean sounds being great for a more clinical clean but not having any kind of the chime or the little bits of character or the little bits of hair that a loud tube amp will have clean and that's the clean sound we want and in terms of pushing it a bit further into breakup sounds we often feel like uh, modeling especially cheaper modeling can't really get those characterful cleans or those edge of breakup or breakup or lower kind of low 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 gain kind of sounds like a pushed fender or something um various pieces of software to software but generally speaking that's the thing where people feel like you know the, the the cleans can just sound a little bit flat a little bit sterile perfectly good perfectly clean enjoyable to play but they don't quite have that sound when i'm recording i found in that case sometimes adding a touch of distortion from a distortion plugin that's not exclusively meant for guitar 
um, that's meant for all the different range of things I just talked about. Sometimes that just adds character and a touch of hair in a way that combines with the modeling to add the character back into the clean sound that you're missing. I'm not going to say it just sounds immediately like a, a pushed fender amp, but um, it's a really interesting little trick that I found to sometimes add these distortion plugins that are not specifically meant for guitar to guitar, and it sometimes brings some character back in um, to certain sounds. It's an interesting trick anyway. Um, it's an interesting thing. But like I said, for lots of reasons, a distortion plugin can be useful to to have, and this is one that... Um, I've tried and I've used for a bunch of different things um, and it's still on this list, the soft tube saturation knob. Now, it used to be that if you bought the Focusrite, some of the Focusrite audio interface products, which again, great choice for starting to record. I believe we talked about that in the kind of recording on any budget stuff. The Focusrites obviously are like the Focusrite Scarlet. You've seen these little red interfaces probably everywhere. You will recognize them. Extremely popular for people just getting into recording. Extremely popular, simple great quality product for getting you into recording getting your guitar signal into the computer so that you can work with a piece of software maybe a free one like audacity maybe something like reaper maybe a free trial of cubase or something to start recording guitar sounds and it used to be that the focus right some of the focus right products for that reason that it's aimed at kind of you're just getting into recording they used to come with kind of bundles of free software and free trials and things um to you know because it's aimed at people presumably like yourself possibly listening to this getting into this stuff um wanting to start recording guitar um, and i believe they used to have a thing with softube where you got some of the softube plugins and i think the softube saturation knob is one of them anyway great thing about it whether it comes with that or not you can look that up um is that it's a one knob uh plugin so it's got a little switch on it to control the different types of saturation on there but it's literally just turning up how much saturation you've got and that is it super great way to start getting into adding distortion to it maybe playing with that thing like i said maybe if you're modeling cleans sound a little bit lame um your direct in direct recording cleans sound a little bit lame adding this can just liven things up or you've got guitar sound that sounds a bit flat and uh, like i said there's all these other ways that people use distortion plugins for really interesting ways across a mix uh this is like as simple as it gets and it's and it's great that it's free so like i said i thought it's kind of like it came bundled with a bunch of other soft tube stuff with some focus right stuff i don't know but um love the simplicity of it and it's really useful and i've used it myself so anyway that's enough of that Go and check out the list. Like I say, I'll link it in the description of this podcast. Um, and if you Google like Music Radar, best free VST plugins or best free plugins, it, it, it will come up for sure. It's the 2020 list. Um, that's enough blabbing on about gear and all that stuff. Um, I hope people enjoy hearing about the recording stuff as well as the guitar stuff because um, for me, I think they go hand in hand to some extent and I'm more focused on guitar and that's really where I'm at. But um, I love actually making music and making things so you, you, there's an extent to which I get more and more. You kind of have to get to know some of these recording things, even though I was very, not even skeptical, very reticent to get into it at first because like um, for a whole bunch of reasons. Part of it was I just, I, playing guitar for me is not about sitting in front of a computer screen. That was a lot of, I just didn't want to do that. We all do that all day long for work and, you know, whether you're watching Netflix or whatever you do, it's just, I feel like you spend so much time looking at a screen. It was nice that guitar time was not doing that. Um, and that's why like I don't, really enjoy always being into like modeling and things because um 
There's a bunch of things I like about tube amps, a bunch of things I like about solid state, a bunch of things I like about modeling. I tend to prefer going through an amp, but also like, I just don't want to be sitting in front of my laptop and screens and phones any more than I am anyway. Um, so much of our lives are on there already. So that was a big part of it for me anyway. And then, like I said, the bunch of stuff about it felt kind of overwhelming and the barriers to entry felt big, even not in terms of price or anything. There's so much free stuff as this list attests to, but in terms of just felt kind of overwhelmed up from paralysis the whole thing felt big and confusing there was no kind of hand that guided me and i made the mistake instead of watching just like one video or one channel's method on how to get started it was you know oh there's so many resources out there i'll dive into a bunch and then i just overwhelm myself with information and uh, kind of learning by doing or getting at least a, a good balance between learning by doing and learning by being taught is really key think about when you're in a class you don't get all the information first and then go all the practical if you were on a production course at a college or, or a university or whatever or music school um you know each lesson you would have kind of the lecturing bit and the discussion bit and the practical application bit you do all of that together kind of in equal in roughly equal measure at every step um when you're at home i feel like it's important to do that um you know don't just watch a ton of videos try doing stuff yourself and learning and then bring in videos when you need to or watch one video and then go and apply that a bunch of times yourself and explore from there. And then, you know, maybe don't even go back to a video until you have a question. If you can just keep going and making stuff you like and progressing without consulting anyone, to some extent, at least for a while, that, that could be really helpful. And in all of that, tailor it to you. You you kind of learn how you learn, but you'll you'll also have an idea already about how you learn. Do you learn well when you're doing do you learn well by going in, making a bunch of mistakes and then finding out from knowledgeable people how to fix them? Perfectly viable way to do it. And there are people online, fantastic, amazing people who make great YouTube videos and all this stuff who will help you. Anyway, not me. I can't do that. I'm an idiot. I'm in the idiot stage. So that's it. I can only read from lists on the internet on a free podcast. That's useless. But <laughs> you could have read this for free yourself, but you've listened to me not even properly read it for free. Um so anyway, I just wanted to highlight it because for me, having someone just be like, here's this one thing and it's free, do it. Here's this one thing and it's free, do it. Gets me away from the option paralysis of Google and 10,000 tabs open and, and all that stuff. It's like, this is my one thing. I will get it. Then I will use this and I will use the confines of that to make my music. And then I'm focused on making music. Great. Excellent. For me, that's how I like to do it. So I thought I'd share it for that reason. But as always, it all comes back to the making music, the playing guitar, and the the music itself, which includes listening to music and learning about amazing new music out there. That is why every single episode, I like to share an artist, a track, an album, a performance, something to go and check out. I've mentioned earlier in this podcast briefly, I've talked about a bunch recently, especially in a recent episode of this podcast about guitar music being a whole bunch of different things and artists using guitars in really fascinating ways across the genres and how um, not only is guitar are not dead and not only a rock and metal thriving but the guitar has taken over um, and, and just becoming even more prominent to my eyes in all these different genres um and uh, i did say i wanted to highlight even more artists that kind of showed that um and the artist i'm highlighting highlighting today has made some amazing fascinating guitar music more in the rock world um more with punk elements and math rock elements and some metal elements um but also made music he's a multi-instrumentalist and has made music with 
uh, kind of jazz and progressive elements. He's got hip hop stuff out there, a whole bunch of more electronic fo- focused music, um, experimental music, and really an incredible spectrum of music that kind of defies classification. Sometimes even with individual songs, often actually with individual songs, defies classification with individual albums and projects to some extent. And uh, definitely overall defies classification because it's a it's a career that's really straddled so much music, uh, playing guitar, playing drums, producing stuff, um, vocals, rapping, really an incredible range of stuff. As this is a guitar podcast, I'm giving you some of the more straight up guitar music, but with this artist's impeccable experimental progressive flair to things, which is incredibly cool. You'll hear the math rock in there here. You'll hear the elements of kind of post-metal and stuff I guess people point to. I don't really know what genre terms mean anymore. It's all in a meaningless swamp of nonsense at this point. But is this track cool? Yes. Does it have kick-ass guitar work on it? Absolutely. You're going to want to check this out. There's also a really cool like music playthrough video of this as well, I believe, this track, which is really cool. So the artist I'm talking about is Namdi Ogbonaya. Also often goes just by Namdi. That's N-N-A-M-D-I. Often just now goes by Namdi. Um, also, once you get into Namdi stuff, a whole bunch of other interesting musical product, projects that he has been a part of. Um, a large amount of my time as a teenager, like when YouTube's coming up and stuff, and that's like spending so much time just like going through YouTube, kind of clicking frenzies, click holes, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever horrible term you want to give them. Um, we just click on this and that and this and that, and you end up finding all these crazy new bands through the suggestions, and, and you do that on like Spotify and all these other things, doing it on YouTube. The number of times I'd be going through things and I'd find something really cool, this happened multiple times, and then I'd go, wait a minute, and I'd pause the video and go, the guy on drums is the guitarist from that other thing I found last month, which I love, and then you know, as I got to know that it was Namdi, I would just be going through and be like, wait, is that Namdi again? He could play bass as well. What the hell? You know, just he can rap now. Um, what can this guy not do? But because it's a guitar podcast, I'm starting you off your entry drug, obviously, to this awesome career and this awesome array of music is, of course, I'm going to give you the guitar heavy stuff. This is a cool, heavy track with some great guitar music in it. So I suggest if you don't know Namdi's work to start with the track Glasgow Grin. So go and check out Glasgow Grin. Really, really, really awesome stuff. Um, you're going to love it. If that's on the heavier side for your taste, if you want a new gateway drug to the world of Namdi's music and you're like, I'm into the kind of lighter side, maybe a bit of twinkly math rock in there, or if you're just into clean guitar stuff or just stuff that's not quite as heavy, kind of ease me in a little bit more. Um, there's a bunch of other tracks Um that are, that are worth checking out instead and let's you know let's keep it guitar focused um because i think on a guitar podcast that makes sense maybe start off then with the song art school crush by namdi so there you go you're getting you're getting two for one on this time i'm giving you two tracks i know sometimes i give you a whole album or a whole artist's career but i'm kind of doing that every time anyway because you can go check out all of this stuff so there you go no complaining shut up it's a free podcast what do you want um but yeah if you want the kind of uh maybe slightly less heavy side i guess is a is a rough way to hew it um art school crush um and if you want some more filthy guitars uh go and check out glasgow grin available on Bandcamp. i think there's videos for both of those up on youtube as well if you just google the name of the song with namdi you'll find it 
great stuff. So go check those out. Go check out that music radar list. Hopefully that inspires you to make music, record music, however you enjoy doing it. You don't have to record. If you just enjoy playing music, just go do that. So go do it. Go listen to a bunch of music. Go and play guitar. Look after yourselves. Look after one another. And as always, I will catch you tomorrow.